1: fasten your seat belts this is the snowman
0: podcast
1: episode one
0: to start press any key where's the (laughs) energy give
1: us up hey everybody snowman here Thanks for listening to the Snowman podcast and its premiere episode. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to have the one and only Diamond Dallas Page. This comes off of a conversation that was taped on Snowman in the morning and aired live on Snowman in the morning on Friday, September 11th. Y'all are going to enjoy it. It's the Snowman podcast. Strap in and get ready.
0: That's us. I see. Meet the ball da da circus, da 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 afro, circus, afro, circus, afro, polka-da, polka afro.
1: What the hell's going on out here? You you wrestling fans recognize this music I got playing in the background? Well, it could... Well, that music, the Cell 5-5, can only belong to one man and one man only. He has worked with the likes of Goldberg, with Sting, with, with Hulk Hogan, and anybody that's watched WCW knows that when you hear this music and this man coming through the crowd, it can only be one person, and I am so thrilled to have him on Snowman in the Morning right now, the one, the only, Diamond Dallas Page. Good morning, sir. I am so thrilled to have you on, my friend.
0: Where is the two one nine area?
1: Where are you guys at? We're based out of out of Chicago, but the two one nine code is um northwest Indiana. Oh, okay. But you guys are
0: based out of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're, we're, we're gonna be there pretty soon. Uh,
1: yes pretty you cool. are. And I can't I and I I can't wait, man. I mean how how are things going for you? Oh, it's
0: going great. You know, we uh right, right now we're in the process of opening up Bob. DDP Yoga Performance Center here in Smyrna, Georgia, which is you know, just uh, right on the tip of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, it's the first uh, DDP Yoga Performance Center that's ever been done because it's more of a uh, production studio, you know, where we uh, produce uh, not just all our workouts, but cooking shows and, uh, you know, stuff at DDP Yoga for kids. And we developed this app that's coming out that's an interactive subscription app. That will uh, will be out uh, right on Black Friday. We're going to introduce it, which is our four year anniversary. And uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was just in the uh, at the PC. He um, he came in to do some of what he's called Austin uh, bootlegs. And there, uh, he did a uh, podcast with myself. He did one with Jake Snake Roberts. He did one uh, with Scott Hall. And primarily, he was talking about. Uh, their career is mainly the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, which people can get tickets to right now, uh, right now in uh, Chicago and uh, in Woodridge, I believe uh, it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. We're about to uh, we're about to get in the music box and I'm talk to Ryan today about uh, setting up a meet and greet with myself and Jake and uh, possibly Scott Hall as well, and um, we'll be showing the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snot. Yeah, Jake the Snake, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, um, uh, which is getting amazing reviews. Anybody wants to know, you know where we're coming to in their area or where they can see the movie or eventually get the VOD, video on demand, or DVDs, will all be at jakethesnakemovie.com. That's jakethesnakemovie.com. You go there and sign up and get on our mailing list, and then you'll know uh, when we're coming to that area.
1: What gave you and your folks the idea for that movie?
0: Well, you know, um, it was pretty uh, documented that Jake had fallen from grace in the movie *The uh, um, Beyond the Mat*, and I mean, they had Jake doing crack and all sorts of things in there. It was a—it uh, was no way for you know people's heroes to go down and. Joe Jake is is an an admitted uh, addict. You know, he's addicted to, you know, to booze, to pills, to cocaine, to crack. Um, And uh, Jake Roberts helped me throughout my career. Um, I always say without Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. He gave me every uh, break that ever meant anything. But um, Jake Roberts is the guy who helped me become you know, a three-time world champion, you know, a main eventer. And that was because he took me under his wing and he mentored me in my ring work. And, uh, and it made a big difference in, you know, what, my, what happened in my career. So I always wanted to pay him back. And I knew he was you know pretty low, about as low as you can go. And I just reached out to him because I've had such success with, you know, my DDP yoga, uh, with, uh, my DDP yoga uh, program that, um, and that I decided to. You shut that door, honey. Please shut that door. I've um, got a bunch of people in my house today. Um, the um, I've had such you know incredible um, you know results from the disabled veteran. I helped walk again. You know, lose 140 pounds in 10 months. More importantly, he lost his knee braces, his back brace, and wraparound canes—not just to walk, but run. You know, so that's my go-to video when I want to show people what's possible. And Jake was—I didn't even think he was beat up and broken down as he was when we got there. He was over 300 pounds. You know, he could—he couldn't get out of a chair. He couldn't get into a chair. He couldn't go to the ground. You know, he, he was really, really beat up. And uh, yeah, that's what drugs and you know, not working out, not taking care of yourself will do as you get older. It's called old age. You know, along with you know, uh, one time you know, Jake was. You know, like a Ferrari, it just mm-hmm. you has, You know, a million and a half miles on him. You know, so uh, you know. Long story short, it's, it's, I wanted to show people that what was possible, and I didn't know if anybody would ever even see the resurrection of Jake the Snake, the documentary, because you know, there's only it only works if there's a resurrection. If he doesn't, if he doesn't resurrect his, you know, you know who he was to where he is. That, is today that doesn't mean anything, but you know he did, and we we documented everything, all of the uh, you know the ups and the downs, you know that, that come through this journey in a ninety-three minute movie is uh, pretty amazing.
1: The one and only Diamond Dallas Page joining me here. He joins us via the U.S. Tire and Auto Hotline, talking the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts and and other things, and you know I am a Big fan of yours, my friend. I'm a fan of you and um, you. how you performed. Of course, the Diamond Cutter. You got to you gotta talk to me about the match that you had with the mailman, Carl Malone, and then um, against uh, Hulk Hogan and, and, and Rod Zilla. I never got a chance to watch that one live. I've only seen clips of it. But how much fun was it with that kind of match? <clears throat>
0: well, you know, it was fun because, um, you know, I was, I was friends with Carl Malone, you know, and – People who don't know Carl Malone played for Utah Jazz. You need to know that Carl Malone was the second-leading scorer. Right today, Jabbar is the only man. And Jabbar played when he was 40. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and another guy who did yoga. You know, Jabbar worked with a friend of mine named Brian Kess. And that's one of the reasons why Jabbar lasted so long. Seven-footers don't last that long. Mm -hmm. You know, but ones that, that, you know, the ones that do any kind of yoga will have a lot longer shelf life. And, you know, I developed DDT yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga because I was that guy. But uh, back to Carl, you know, he, he's the second-leading scorer of all time in the NBA and probably had the strongest work ethic maybe ever in the NBA. And I had that work ethic in a WCW in that's wrestling. True. And that's why we got together because we you know appreciate appreciated each other's work ethic. And then um, I actually came up with the idea when I heard that Rodman was coming back into WCW, you know, for his little uh, little thing like he did the year before. And I went over to Bischoff's house and I said, what if it was me and Carl Malone against Rodman and Hogan? And I know that win or lose, they're going to end up on The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if we shoot the angle on The Tonight Show? And... That Bishop was like, That's, "That would be a great idea," and he was already talking to NBC quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to do business with us, so uh, it all just worked out. And when we shot that angle, when Rodman was on the couch with Hogan and talking to uh, Jay Leno, and then we came out from the wings, threw, threw the chairs up in the air, and threw him down, into the Diamond Cutter side up. Place went crazy, man, <laughs> and uh, the, the face off, and Jay was in the middle, and. Drew Carey was there. I remember the comedian Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah. He came up. He came. He came up to. Uh, he came up to. Um, uh, he came up to uh, Jay Leno afterwards, and he was like, "Was that real? Was that real? What happened?" Hey, <laughs> like, he bought it. You know.
1: <laughs> that that is terrific. You mentioned something that I talk about a lot. On my show, which, which is work work ethic, one of the reasons you know I absolutely love you and Carl Malone and any other athlete or person that has that kind of undying, unbeatable work ethic, and you know, it, it's just it just means a lot when you have that going for you every day. When people try to shoot you down. Verbally or oh, yeah. what, or whatever, you just rely on that and that go-to video that you talked about. I had a chance to watch it, and it's inspired me, you know, just to have that kind of ethic to lean on, you know, when people try to take you down.
0: Wow, well, you know, me, my, my, me and Steve, you know, Steve Austin's podcast is pretty amazing. Uh, he did one with Jake that just he just put up on his podcast uh, sleeve right now, podcast one. Um, and he really talks about it. He was totally blown away by the performance center. But we, when, when me and him finally sat down to do our uh, podcast, you know, that's really what we talked about. We talked about you know, people not believing in you, and like it, it, when I told when I told people you know that I was going to get professional wrestling at thirty one as a manager, they just like, what's he smoking? <laughs> you know, but but I made I made it happen. Yeah. My father got to WCW as a manager after seven months, they said, you know, between the long blonde hair, you know, and the wrap and the diamonds and the clothes and the you know, diamond dolls, it's like no one's paying attention to the wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was I was too over the top of professional wrestling as a manager. You know, which you would think it's impossible to be too over the top of wrestling. But, you know, they, they said I you know, it wasn't my fault. But they said what we should do was put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you can do this and sort of laugh, you know, because I was 35 and, a half, and that I had seven months left of my contract, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm I never wanted to when I was a kid. I never wanted to be a manager. I thought they were great, but I never wanted to be a manager. I wanted right. to be a wrestler. Right. So I got seven months left of my contract. I'm I'm going to do it. And I told Michael P.S. Hayes one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest characters. Yeah, He fell down on the floor laughing. You know, I mean, everybody, laughed. like, what's he, smoke? what's he smoking? He's, not, <laughs> he's, he's never going to be able to pull this off. He's never going to learn enough. In enough time, it will be too old. But they were wrong, you know? And uh, at, you know, at 40, that was 1996. My career took off like a rocket. And, did. you know, 97 and 98, you know, I was on top of the world, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, one of my closest friends, was rated number one wrestler in the world. And without question, he was uh, rated number four was Diamond Dallas Page from obscurity, mm-hmm. you know, two three years earlier. But you know, people laughed at it. But at that point, they couldn't laugh anymore because I was one of the top guys in the business. That you were, and then and then I blew my back out. I actually ruptured, I ruptured my L4 and L5 so badly. No, it wasn't one bump. It wasn't Kevin Nash's power slam, you know, which is the reason I crawled over and tagged out because I was in a tag team at canyon. But uh, uh, it wasn't that bump. It was all the bumps, all right. the travel, all the stress, And my body finally said, okay, uncle. And then, boom, my back blew out. And I had three top back specialists tell me, a spine specialists tell me, you're you're never going to wrestle again. So I went to another one, I went to another one, they all kept saying the same thing, like, you're done. And uh, I just signed a multi-million dollar, three-year deal. Mm-hmm. And like I told you earlier, I'm a guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Right. But at that point, I would try anything. And I'm so glad that, uh, I was married to Kimberly at the time, and I was so glad that she, like, taunted me enough to bully me and trying it. And, <laughs> In three weeks, <laughs> you know, a lot of, I couldn't handle them. You know, the, the humming and the chanting and the reach your arms to the heavens, so the universe smiles back at you. I just couldn't handle any of that stuff. <laughs> it's not, it's not me. But I found a <clears throat> a power yoga tape that did the least amount of that, and uh, I started doing it. And I couldn't do any of the moves, so I had to figure out all the modifications.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Long story short, I started to put it together. And in three weeks, I mean three weeks, I started to feel a significant difference in my flexibility and my core strength. Now I've done, I'm doing rehab because I've rehabbed both shoulder surgeries, both right. knee surgeries. Right. So I know a lot about rehab. So I know a lot about breaking up scar tissue, which alleviates pain and also creates flexibility, which is creates youth. So what I do is I started to mix the rehabs techniques with the yoga positions and I threw an old school calisthenics, push up squats, crunches, but I did them with a slow burn movement, meaning like a three count or a five count or a ten count instead of just going up and down. And uh, what I figured out completely by accident, snowman, I, completely by accident, every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart's got to be faster to get the blood to the muscle. Sort of mm-hmm. like you lay down, your heart rate's the lowest ever. You sit up, It goes up, stand up, it goes up, walk, jog, run, up, up, up. I figured out by accident how to do that with DDP yoga. And in less than three months, I was back in the ring. At 42, they said my career's over. At 43, I was the heavyweight champ in the world. And what I created would be way more valuable than that ever could have been to me because I developed the workout, DDP yoga, that was kick. Ass cardio would dramatically increase your flexibility, strengthen your core like never before. But here's the kicker minimal joint impact, virtually no impact, no stress on your body. So you heal, strengthen, have an amazing cardiovascular r- uh, routine. And that's why that disabled veteran who couldn't walk without the aid of the knee braces, the back brace, and the cane. That's how he could start to lose the weight because of the dynamic resistance, and that's why that cat lost 140 pounds in 10 months. More importantly, lost the knee braces, back brace, and canes, and not just walked, but ran. That's, and that's my workout, and that's why I got Jake on. That's why I got Scott on. Jericho, he's still wrestling. Four years ago, they said his career was over. Mm-hmm. He, still, he, saw, he saw the video of the disabled vet when he saw it, he called me and he said, "D, whatever you send me, I will do." He couldn't even sing. You know, cause he couldn't get high notes. He likes to run around the stage. He couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he was completely here's a guy who's lived the, the, the dream, not just in wrestling, but in as a rock and roll singer. Right. right. I mean, he's he, he got. I he got six albums out. You know, here's a guy who lived both dreams, and both dreams were going to be taken away in one swoop. And when I helped him, and in, th- in five weeks, he was 85% pain free. It was never a weight loss thing for, Car- uh, for Jericho. Um, he was in great shape. But he, uh, in five weeks, he was 85% pain free. In three months, he was 100% pain free. And headlines WrestleMania was CM Punk. So it really gave super validity you know, to DDP yoga. And then he went to just doing DDP yoga, period. And he took off six months from wrestling and toured with Bobby. And then he showed up out of nowhere two years ago at uh, at um, at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he was number two in. And he lasted for 48 minutes and 38 seconds. Yes. He, 48 minutes. I mean, right. And only does DDP yoga and not wrestling. So you know, it was uh, it was just an amazing uh, tribute. <laughs> yeah. And then he jumped off the cage for the, I think he was there about four months ago. He was uh, he was still with WWE, and uh, he, he was there for about like four or five months, and he had to show up for a while and take off, and do all his you know Fozzy stuff, then come back and do a little run. But the last match he had with, uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt, he jumped off the top of the cage at 44. Mm-hmm. That's called D DVD- Called DDP Yoga. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's what, that's that's why I can help so many people, and it was never about weight loss. It was about healing my body, uh, but it just turned out to be a really awesome side effect—the <laughs> weight loss
1: part. <laughs> oh man, the one, the only Diamond Dallas Page joining us via the U.S. Tire Hotline on this Friday edition of Snowman in the Morning on Arena Sports on the Arena Sports Network and Arenasportsnet.com. Some of the greats. Scott Hall, Sting, Goldberg, Macho Man, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Bret Hart, Chris Benoit. You mentioned uh, Chris Jericho, uh, The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, The Undertaker. What's it like working with these guys, and and like just getting in there and having fun with them and and, and tangling with them?
0: You know, um, you know, gr- growing up, you know, and, and these guys are only a couple years older than me. But you know, in the '80s, you know Hogan, you know he would be. They try to say he's expunged from WWE, which that that won't last. At no, some it point. won't. You know, he'll he'll be given a reprieve and be able to come back as he should. Uh, that was a little bit stiff, yeah. uh, I thought, but but you know, bottom line is, uh, you know, Hulk will, will survive, and he is he is immortal. He
1: is um, he's the immortal
0: you know, Hulk Hogan. That's why he has the yeah, name. Yeah, him and Randy Savage. You know, those being the two biggest names, you know, from the eighties. Piper mm-hmm. of course too. Yeah. Um, the late great Roddy Piper and the yes, late sir. great Macho man. Guys died too young in our business, you yeah. know, but you know, and it has a lot to do with wear and tear, you know, that your body can only take so much wear and tear. But um, Hulkster, um you know, him and him and Mach, you know, they had come up to me earlier in my career and like four years out before I mean, ninety four, I remember both of them different times coming up with me and, you know, letting me know that whatever I'm doing to keep doing it because uh, they saw something in me, you know, and that was very flattering at the time. But three years later to be able to work with March and four years later to be able to work with Hogan, you know, these are the guys, you know, and uh, that's as high as you can get. Of Stone Cold Steve Austin made a name for himself. And of course, The Rock, who's mm-hmm. the star in, in the world. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, these were the two guys that hit get, me get in the locker room with Evan, be on the same level. You know, and at some point, you know, like in 97, like I was maybe the most over guy in our company. You know, because Sting went into the Raptors. There was no Goldberg. Right. And of course, the NWO were the mega stars. Yes. You know, but. Uh, but I was selling more stuff than they were, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at the time, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was crazy. You know, Ric Flair, being able to be, you know, Ric Flair, being him to had our an ups and downs over the years, but we're in a really good spot right now. And I got a lot of, you know, Ric Flair, it's Ric Flair. I mean, right. I get it any better. You don't get any better than that. You know, between him and Michaels, you know, Mike go down as, it's between the two of them who would go down as the greatest ever, because they can do everything.
1: You know, I mean, if,
0: if Steve Austin had, you know, a longer run, mm-hmm. he didn't get dropped on his head, Yeah. you know, he might be the guy, you know, who could do it all, from work to the talk to, you know, just, I mean, get the TV not having someone in the palm of their hand, you know, in his interviews and everything, you know. Uh, and make you laugh, cry, scream, yell. <laughs> um, but uh, to being, you know, being at the same level from the guy that came up from being a manager and a color commentator to becoming a wrestler at 35, and then to be on the same level of those guys five years later, it was an amazing accomplishment, you know. And um, today, you know, about, about five years ago, I was doing an interview with a guy named Brian Alvarez. And it always stuck with me because at one point he said to me, "He said, so where do you see Diamond Dallas Page five years from now?'" And this is about <clears throat> maybe five to a half years ago. And I said to him, "I said, you know, Brian, I, I honestly believe that DDPo is gonna, it's gonna dwarf my wrestling career." He's like, "What? Because no one really <laughs> knew about
1: it, right?"
0: But I knew, I knew some of the people that I was helping. I had a I, I, a man walk up to me. We were at the uh, Slam Dance Film Festival with *The Resurrection of Jake the Fake, and uh, which, by the way, Slam Dance is the is, is one of the top um, independent uh, film festivals for independent films. And uh, they we didn't win the film festival, but we really did because Slam Dance this whole tour that we're doing theatrically around the country: Dallas, New York, L.A., Chicago. Um, Atlanta. Um, this whole tour is Slam Dance presents. Like, this is the first film they've ever gone out with, and it's it's pretty cool to, to be in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, God, what was I talking about? before I said Slam Dance. Um, I was, what was it? My ADD set in there. Um, I can't remember now. Where was I? There's someone going home. No, you were right <laughs> at that point. You changed direction. Right. Um, and and, and still, so, man, you're not listening to. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it's funny because I do a lot of it, it, speaking, I do a lot of corporate speaking and uh, you know about my, my newest talk that I do is called Owning It like owning it like I don't care what it is I really break it down and, and uh, I tell people about my history like I grew up with ADD and dyslexia mm-hmm. I was reading at a third I was reading at a third grade level Page third Add stuff is BS, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, and someone I go, where was I? And then someone will answer, I go, oh, you were listening. Awesome. Okay. And I go right back into it, and it gets a big laugh, you know. But uh, it's true, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I think that's the funniest thing that when you're not trying to be funny, you're just, you know, having a good time. People laugh because it's so real,
1: <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: and, and there's, time, and there's times in the, in the movie The Resurrection Dick and Snake you're gonna laugh your ass off you know but there's other times like I, I have Austin on film talking about the movie he was so blown away with the performance the DDP of the performance center looked like I mean blown away and I always tell people I know it sounds like I'm overselling it but I'm not you know right and you're like oh my god and uh But he he also, the movie, he was so blown away by the movie because he saw our first cut, which was really about probably our eighth or ninth. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let anybody see it until I thought it was what we wanted to represent. And uh, he saw it and he thought it was good, but now, Steve is never gonna put you over unless he don't put anybody over. So he was never gonna put you over unless he loved it. And he saw the last cut when it's going out to all the theaters now and will be on VOD and DVD, uh, he was blown away. He actually said he shed a tear more than once.
1: And this is Stone Cold Steve Austin we're talking about.
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) You know, so um, really, really, really heartfelt. Um, You know, everyone is, you know, James, uh, Josh Brolin, right? You know, Josh Mm -hmm. Josh is right one of the top actors in the world. And, and uh, we have a friend of ours um, named Chris Bell. He's one of our executive producers along with myself mm-hmm. on this film. And um, he, he played, he, he actually, uh, uh, he had actually uh, given the, the, the film over to Josh because we wanted to maybe get him to come over and uh, do our Q&A because we get, like Chael Sonnen, you know, one of the greatest UFC fighters, you know, that, I think he's one of the greatest characters ever in you mm-hmm. know in MMA. Uh, he did our Q and A uh, in Portland, Oregon when we were there uh, last week. Uh, a couple months ago, we did one in LA and Jody that Mag- uh, you know the guy from uh, from um, uh, True Blood. He was also on so Magic Mike. He's marrying that gorgeous Latino chick, Sophia, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, um, great guy, really great guy. And a big fan, but he did the Q and A too, you know. So uh, what we wanted, we were hoping that uh, you know maybe Josh would you know consider doing it because we're all big fans of his. And uh, he sent Chris this text, which was so strong, man. He said that uh, um, I'm just going to give you the one little quote here because I'm. Personal, that it, it right. me over, and I don't want to say that because it would sound like I put myself over. But he you know, a great story of hope, love, and real compassion. You know, wow. So, you know, that's the resurrection. I mean, that that sums up, you know, the resurrection of Jake the Snake. And uh, again, anybody out there who wants to, uh, you know, check it out because you know you you grew up watching Jake or or Scott or you
1: know, and I, I you did want, you man really I grew up Jake. watching you watching Jake watching the Hulkster Macho Man Randy Savage I tell you what when I when I was growing up a uh, bunch of us a bunch of my friends back in my own neighborhood in Chicago first got into wrestling one of the and I know we couldn't execute it perfectly but one of the newest moves I wanted to try was the DDT which is like basically a reverse pile right. driver and, right. and my my friend said how, how are you going to do that and it took me, like, two months to, like, really study it and watch it and see how they're doing it and see how both partners are working together. Finally did it. My friend said, that took a lot of practice. Well, they take well, – I said, well, the guys take a lot of practice in doing it.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. That Jake has the funniest story how that, uh, how that came to be. He was uh, working uh, – Lenny, I can't remember his name right now but he was working with this guy who knew very well and Jake would grab him in a face lock because his knee lift, his knee, he had a great knee lift. His knee lift would be his finish. And one night he was like pulling him into position to do the knee lift. And he fell. Oh, and wow. It, it, that's how it happened.
1: That's and how it, it happened.
0: Tall, and he went, whoa, like everybody's going to DC, just whoa, like you get it out of nowhere, you know, and, uh, and Jake, you know, not wanting to, uh, you know, not wanting to look stupid, because he tripped, jumped up his feet, I didn't trip. I didn't trip. I didn't trip. <laughs> <to himself. laughs> and Lenny just laid there, because he was the real, you know, Jake was still green as grass, right, uh, but Lenny was you know, a seasoned bet, and uh, he laid there because he knew, like, wow, he's got something here. And again, yeah. happened by accident. Sort of like how I developed dynamic resistance with DVP yoga and figuring out that every time you flex or engage, your heart rate has to you know, increase because you have to beat faster to get the blood to the different muscles. Right. And that's completely by accident. I mean, it was like my <laughs> heart monitor on, I was doing push ups. I looked at my heart monitor, and my heart rate was like 130. I was like, what the hell? Is What's wrong with this heart monitor? And I'm not running. I'm not on the elliptical or the stairmaster or the bike. Right. I'm in one position, and I thought it was wrong. And then as I figured it out, now some of the greatest things happen by mistake. You know, mm-hmm. happenstance, or whatever they call
1: it, you know? Oh, man. I hope everyone has enjoyed this conversation. We're going to have it again on our, our podcast. Go to arenasportsnet.com slash morning to download the podcast and download this interview. The one, the only Diamond Dallas Page, one of my wrestling heroes, is on my show. Man, an honor. An absolute honor.
0: So let me ask you, are you going to be at the – uh I, I, we will be in Woodridge, and I'm about to cut the deal with the Music Box. So we'll be in Woodridge on. Let me think. I think it's October 9th. and you can get tickets now because they're, we're going to sell out. And they might add another show or two, but there's only so many we can add before we have to go get out of Chicago and head on to the next city. So I'm telling you, we'll be doing. I'll, I'll, we'll be on uh, doing PR on the eighth, the ninth. We will be in. So let's. Let's get together again on the 8th, and we'll make sure we get a phone to you again to remind everybody that we will actually be there. But you want to get your tickets, like ASAP. Yes. And the quickest way to do that is go, um, I can't remember what the name of the theater is, and um, I I think it's Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Woodridge. Yes, that's the one. And then uh, today, probably later this weekend, or probably later today, the the music box right down there in downtown Chicago, they will. uh, They'll have the uh, probably tickets up for sale, and we'll be doing on um, Saturday there. So a Q&A after, and then we're going to do a meet and greet. You know, people can get, get the side poster of the movie or, you know, T-shirts or pictures or whatever. So we'll be doing all that, too. So, uh, And I'm sure me and Jake will be there. not sure if Scott's going to make that one or not. Uh, he might be. But uh, and that'll be uh, uh, October 9th and most likely October 10th. It will be in Chi-town and that would be a great place for uh, for people to come out and see to come out and see the movie and I think they're both keeping it in the theater for a week as well so if you can't make it you know to catch the q and A's with us uh, then you can still go and see the theater or you know all the information at that Jake the movie.com go there today sign up make sure you're on the list there Uh, so you can find out when the vod is coming out the dvd if you want to check into new ddp yoga that's a no-brainer ddpyoga.com
1: i'm definitely going to get into ddp yoga if i don't make it on the ninth it's probably because i have a football call because i think that's a friday night but put me please put me put me down put me down for the 10th i will i will definitely be there it would be my pleasure and my honor sir well again talk and we'll make that
0: happen we'll get together so we can do something on the uh, 9th or the 8th, maybe the 8th or something Okay, coming into that uh, doing a little PR going into that,
1: alright bro? Alright, thanks my friend, I appreciate the time. Diamond Dallas Page joining me on Snowman in the Morning. Thank you very much my friend.
0: It's been your pleasure.
1: Snowman. Yes it has. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Hey, You've been listening to The Snowman Podcast every Friday. Tune in for a new episode. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and more.
0: Hey, whoa! Wasn't that great, kid?
1: The Snowman Podcast is an exclusive presentation of Brian Snow Enterprises and the Arena Sports Network.